Paranormal Roundtable, everyone. Paranormal Roundtable. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> you did a Diablo on that one. <laughs> uh, that, that's Diablo's little whoop, whoop. Uh, <clears throat> folks, welcome to Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host. I'm a guy. I'm just a dude playing another dude. And this is Tony. Yep. And we're, we're here with uh, Anthony today. And uh, let's get that email address out real quick. Let's get it out of the way. The DosWolfman88 at gmail.com and WolfinSal at gmail.com. Come uh, email us your stories, anything <clears throat> you want. Yeah. Actually, the Wolf and Sal email address, uh, you can still send them to those, but I haven't, I, I only, t- I've talked to Sal very little in the last couple of weeks. We still communicate, but he's dealing with some issues. So he doesn't have a lot of time to put into the show right now. He doesn't have a lot of time to do uh much of anything he's got some serious stuff going on so yeah he, it might be easier just to send it to the dos wolf yeah just send it to dos wolfman 88 at gmail.com and when sal returns which eventually he probably will come and have do something um then he can bring us whatever stories you have over there if you've sent them to that one but if you have sent them to that one send them to the other one too because sal has been kind of uh the custodian of that email address and then he just brings me stories and says, hey, is this one interesting? And we'll go over it, and I'll throw out all the ones that he likes, and I'll keep mine. I'm just I'm just kidding. No, seriously, I, I am, I'm not. But, uh, yeah, and we'll go over it, and then we'll pick out some really juicy ones, and then we'll follow up. And some of you people have talked to me, and we've, we've gone over your stories, and I've been like, your story is terrible, and I won't put you your story. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's not my story, so it's just basically losing. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, what's the point? So, uh, so w- what we're doing today, we needed to make a couple of announcements. We have a couple things we need to talk about real quick, and let's get all that out of the way. Uh, first thing I wanted to talk about was we started a two new channel, two new uh, groups on Facebook. On Facebook, mm-hmm. one is Paranormal Encounters, and the other one is Paranormal Lounge. Both of those were. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it the brainchild. That sounds kind of sophisticated, but it's it's the idea of my wife. She had those for a while and didn't really do anything with them. And then she decided that she wanted to do Paranormal Lounge. And I think she uh, it's, it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be real laid back. It's just kind of anything goes. Paranormal Encounters is mine. Mine in particular, I'm an admin in both, but, I, but Paranormal Encounters is one that it's like where you can come on and literally tell your encounters. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be like round table except it's it's basically the same format to where like you just come on and you say whatever you like any stories you have and you know, you just you're you're welcome to post whatever you need to and uh, you don't have to worry about us being like, Oh, we don't like that. Yeah, as long as long as regulate it. Yeah, we're not gonna but it's gonna it's story based. Yeah, okay. We would yeah, we want stories, not just like something like, Oh, check this out, this footage of Bigfoot or pictures or whatever. Stories, encounters that you had, that's kinda what we're looking for on that group. But it's not like we're going to throw you out the box because you you do something that's that's just stupid, okay? Yeah. Um, but anyways, like like I said, Paranormal Lounge, the admins of that group, Angelique Boats and uh, Anna Anna Choates. So those and two, your wife. yeah, and my wife. So it's kind of like the ladies' thing. They're Paranormal Lounge, hanging out and having a cocktail, talking about creepy stuff. And so I thought that those were great choices for uh, admins in that group, and they're those are great. They're awesome ladies. Um, so I just thought that that would just make sense. Angelique, uh, is actually Ken Gerhardt's, uh, fiance and Ken Gerhardt's a very good friend of ours. And so, um, that, that's what's going on with that paranormal uh, encounters. Like I said, it's going to be me and my buddy chief and we're going to be regulating up in there. 
So Scorpion and Diablo will be moderators uh, of that group. And uh, it'll be me, Tony, and Chief, kind of our thing. And, uh, of course, Anthony will be lurking around in all those groups. So watch out for him. And and we have Paranormal Roundtable, which is directly related to the show. Uh, folks, what I would like to do with Paranormal Roundtable as a group, too, is maybe have more discussions about episodes of the show. That's kind of because it's kind of anything goes. We're real flexible. We're kind of laid back about stuff. But that's kind of the point of making these other groups so that you can kind of do anything goes with Paranormal Lounge. Paranormal Encounters is more about encounters people have. And then Paranormal Roundtable will, will start to kind of become more centered around uh, the show. And that's kind of what it is. Yeah. And, you know, because uh, not like you know, like we said a couple of times, but not everyone, uh, not all of our viewers are on YouTube. So there might not be a way for them to comment. And they can go on Facebook and comment about the show and put their comments about it on there. Yep, and so and we're going to start doing this thing on Paranormal Roundtable on Mondays. We're going to start trying to keep it every Monday. We're going to kind of do a what did you think of Friday's show type thing, and we're going to ask for people's opinions and whatever. And you'll get your trolls that are going to say mean things and whatever. And that's They made funny. me laugh, to be honest. Like, I, I don't let it bother me. Like, if it's a good, funny comment and they actually hear, they say something and uh, mean towards me and... It usually makes me laugh for the most part. I don't. I get very angry, and then I try to find out where you live, and then your pets die. Yeah, but besides that, let's just let's just keep moving forward with the uh, the niceties. Okay, let's let's just forget about all the bad things about me, and just like just think of all the good stuff, just the good stuff. And uh, I have an announcement too. I started a Twitter. It's. Uh, well, we started. A we started. It's a Twitter for the group. It's cute how you try to like just bogart. I, I, I started a Twitter, guys. Well, I'm gonna be uh, posting basically just stuff like when we're recording and just saying anything. Uh, just so, just check it out. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's just Paranormal Roundtable, three words. Um, yeah, and also there's the PayPal. We can't. We don't want to forget about that. Yeah, Anthony, you want to? Yeah. Um... Since we got demonetized from YouTube, we set up a PayPal. So uh, if you want to support the show, you can support it uh, with any amount you want. And any any small amount helps, and we're we're really grateful for for all the support we've uh, gotten so far. We've actually been getting donations, and uh, to everyone who's donated, thank you very much. Um, we're gonna put the PayPal link in the uh, in the description of of every new video upload. So we've got a PayPal, and we've also set up a website. Um, that that website is prtpodcast.com. It's just the three letters, PRT, and then podcast.com. Uh, you can also donate from there. You can also listen to every episode of the show on there. You can subscribe on all the different platforms we're on from the website. You can submit your emails, your encounters from the website, and you can also submit if you're an artist and you have uh, some artwork that you want to submit, yes. you can submit it from there. We actually have uh, a little fan artwork gallery uh, set up on the on the show, so on the website, so that uh, everyone who goes to the website can go and check it out and, and see all the cool things that y'all make. And uh, Gra- yeah, James Lowe, cool. yeah. uh, James Chris, Chris Cyrus, actually, and th- what's his name, uh, Stamp Sneed, they've yeah. all kind of contributed. Roger Carter, uh, he, he's a really good artist, and uh, I need I need to put his artwork on the website. He made like a really cool oh, yes. illustration yes. of the Gargoyles Key right. episode. He is a very good artist. Yeah. Yes, a lot. Of, there's a lot of people who are, and also I wanted to tell everybody um, there is going to be a Dogman conference coming up. But that's all I can tell you. Like right now, the people that are run, are, are in charge of setting it up, setting it up. Um, 
they, they, we, we, we don't, we're not going to give away details or anything yet, but I wanted to get you start, started on getting excited about it because it's going to be pretty cool, I think, and <clears throat> I will be attending. And um, so, there, there, you know, as, as we get more details and more stuff starts to fall into place, then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you know. Uh, you're on a need-to-know basis, people, okay? And right now, you don't need to know. I'm just kidding. When wow, we when okay. we fi- when we figure out what we're doing, like like you know, because we've been invited, then then we'll let you know, and then we'll get you excited about it, and we'll and we're gonna because w- w- when we go somewhere and we we hang out somewhere, we we have fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we, yeah. we're all together. It's normally a good time because we can all make each other laugh. So not really. You're not that funny, but you I know, it's make just myself laugh. I'm talking to myself in the mirror. I didn't know you guys are there most of the time, but I mean, we can laugh at him. Yeah, we can laugh he's at good you. For that. He's <laughs> he's like an Asian male version of Meg from yeah, Family Guy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, you're giving him too much credit. Yeah. But uh, so folks, anyways, <laughs> we wanted to get all this out of the way. Uh, we've been criticized and chastised for for talking too much about different stuff that's not pertaining to the stories, and I promise you we're going to get to the stories. If this goes over a little bit yeah. over an hour, I will give you the full hour, okay? Just let me get yeah, this Yeah, we're stuff about out 10 minutes into it right now, so you can go an extra 10 minutes with the we, stories. We, we'll, we won't make it up to you, okay? We're going to go a little longer to try to make it make it worth your while because uh, we do have some stuff to talk about, and it's creepy. But here, here's the thing, guys, Okay. I want everybody to know that we truly appreciate uh, anybody that's donated. Um, the thing is, we have to we have to pay someone to work when we're all off. There's three of us that have to do the show today, and so we're we have to pay people to do our job for us. Yeah, like literally, we have to pay. Uh, like today, Taz's uh, girlfriend is working for us over there, and I appreciate it. And sometimes uh, Taz or Willie. He works for us, and and we got uh, you got everybody working. Scorpions working. Everybody's got to work for us while we do the show. So we have to pay those people, and that's where. And then you know we take it takes hours to do editing and all the other things. So yeah, we we it costs money to do the show, and then we have to pay Lipson and all these other people to do you know the good folks at Lipson to do our uh, you know to put our show out. So it costs money, and so we're we're just we just need to cover that at least. So because I was gonna we're not so, trying to get rich. Yeah, I mean, I mean not to mention we're also. Think we're starting. We're in the process of making some merchandise. Merchandising, yes, yeah, that's so, another thing. Yeah, that's in the works right now. It's not uh, completely done. Uh, we, we have to. We're going to order some samples of uh, some designs that we've got. We've got some T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and different things. But uh, once we figure out all the logistics of that, then we'll get the store set up, and uh, y'all can go and have a blast and give us all your money. <laughs> And, and and that's where the the artwork comes in too. Cause yeah, we're, we're trying to decide on who we're going to use and whatever. And uh, here's the thing, guys. I mean, if you have artwork that you're willing to donate and submit to, and and for it to be, uh, you know, I guess yeah, if it, you could give us permission to permission. yeah to to sell it, you know, if that that would be great. Yeah, because I mean, it'll be immortalized, and we'll put you know we'll give you credit for that too. Um, you know, if it's one of those things where you want us to pay for it, then you know what? Forget you. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure we could work something out yeah, if it's pretty. If it's it. pretty epic, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll we, figure we, it well, out. We can talk but, about it. I don't know. I'm pretty greedy. And, and, well, well, I'm not because you know I'm a good Christian man. But uh, Anthony, however, uh, uh, oh. yeah. But so, anyways, we're, we're going to get into the show here. What we're talking about today? 
Um, well, well, I, I give Tony. I don't even know. I honestly, right now, do not know what Tony's going to say because I gave him an option of about six, a half a different, a half a dozen different things. Yeah, and you know, I thought about it, and I was saying like, oh, well, should we do a potluck? But I was thinking like, there's one story. Like, if we have time, we could talk about other stuff. But there's one story that I definitely wanted to hear. That you know, I think you mentioned it to me when I was younger, but I I forgot about it. And the I, hooker with the dysentery. Yeah, that one. That one was fun. <laughs> That's not the one I was talking about, but uh, I, I was That's thinking of. It's a ghost story, and you said it's a ghost story about a house that when you were uh, working on a security site or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, what you're talking about? Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about the house in the middle of Austin. It's uh, in the middle of an older neighborhood in Austin. I don't know. I mean, all I know is that you mentioned working yeah. here, and you said it was. Um, I think you said it was before you moved into your other the house. Other house, yes. Yeah, so it was like yep. one of your first. It was. It was not one of my. It wasn't my first, but there, the 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 there was right. It was there was the bank building that I worked at. And okay. That, and that building. So was that happened before. And then then this happened after that, and this was from when it was when I went to another company, and yeah, uh, I, I had worked. I was working in the projects. And, and so, uh, my boss came to me and said, Hey, I just went in there to get my check one day. And he goes, Hey man, he goes, I got a site, uh, coming up and, and it pays a couple dollars more per hour. And so I was like, Oh, cool. Well, I, he, he didn't say anything about it again. And then I heard that this other guard was working it, but then after a couple days, I guess he quit. And so I told him to keep me in the loop if, if it, you know, because the other guy had said he wanted it, but if he didn't take it or whatever to call me. So then they called me and they said, hey, would you like to go? And 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 we were we had enough guards to cover the east side at that time. So I was like, you know what? I'd, I'll do it. I mean, it was it was hot. I remember it was like May or June, something like that. And so I was like, I, I jumped at the chance to to not have to uh, be out in, in the hood for, for a little, yeah, you know. yeah which paid that, that that being working out in the hood paid a little more too but not as much as this and so i thought you know so i asked him what the duties were and he goes you literally just going to be inside the house doing nothing according to our contact and so he said the guy he gave me he gave me the guy's name and he said he'll meet you there at the house so i, I thought it was like the owner of the house but it wasn't when i showed up i met a lawyer and the lawyer said, "Yeah, his, 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 I'll, I'll call him Max. Okay, his name was, was something close to that, but I'll just we'll call him Max." So Max told me, he said, uh, "The job is very easy. He's like, you can sit inside the house. Um, you'll you'll get here on on duty uh, about five five thirty six. You know, because um, the 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 hours change a little bit. You know, depending mm -hmm. on how long he would be there during the day." And so, because he was taking care of some affairs, because what happened was somebody had just was had died, and so he had to have security there. Um, this person had do what? Oh, why? Uh, this person had children, and they were disputing the. It was a nice house. They were disputing the validity, I guess, of. Oh, the, so it was like they're passing it down, and yeah, and, and I guess one one child was like the custodian of the will or something like that. I don't know the whole or not the custodian of the will, but like I guess they were the beneficiary, and then they were going to divide up everything. Mm -hmm. And there were five kids, and they were all like in their forties or whatever, and they were not happy with the distribution of the way things were supposed to be. And then when I went inside the house, and I learned that there was a lot of very very nice things, like beautiful oil paintings and an organ. And folks, Austin is is uh, 
has a lot of really nice <laughs> old neighborhoods. I'm telling you, and some of these old neighborhoods have really nice houses in them. And 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 this house was nice. From the road, it didn't look as big as it was, but it went back a long ways. And it was a pretty big house, and it was an older house. Um, it wasn't like I went inside. It was like creepy Adams Family, creepy anything like that. And it was the up. It was kept up very well mm-hmm. for being an older house. It was kept up. It was very nice. Um, the the lawyer t- took me inside and he showed me around. He said, uh, he asked me what what the deal was with the other guard, why he was having to train another guard because he wanted to just work with one guy and that didn't happen. And I said, I don't know. I don't know why he left. And he said, well, uh, apparently he left in the middle of his shift, which he was not happy about. And he goes, you're not going to do that, are you? I said, no, sir. I'll, I'm, you know, I'm, I was very, I had a sense of duty. And I said, no, I'm going to stay here. I'm not, you know, and he goes, you don't scare easy, do you? Because apparently that guy was scared or something, you know. Well, that's not and, and he, didn't, he didn't know the whole story about why he had quit and whatever. And I had asked James, my boss, why that guy had quit, and he was vague. And so the and so I guess this lawyer, he kind of asked me for details. He All he knew was the guy had left because something scared him or something. And so I was like, I have, you know, I'm not, I don't scare easy. And that's like, I'm not going to take off in the middle of the night, whatever. Well, um, my first day there, okay, uh, I kind I kind of figured it out, like you know how what had gone down. Well, he left, you know, yeah, after the lawyer had left or whatever, and he told me that there was him and one other contact, and all they all there was was a home phone, and he said when you get there to call in on this home phone, and I would talk to a female who was like his, I guess, a paralegal or whatever, and and I would call in to her. And the hours would alternate. Sometimes I was coming in at four o'clock and staying till seven a.m. That's a long shift. You always left at seven, though. Um, yeah, every morning I left at seven o'clock. So you you figure you're going in at 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 four o'clock. Was that like fifteen hours? That's yeah, about. Yeah, and I think the 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 longest shift I worked was like a sixteen hour. So you're inside this house for more day more hours than you are at your own home. Okay, so you're basically living in this house. Yeah. Um. Uh, they had a refrigerator, so you could bring your lunch, and you could put. Of course, they had everything. I mean, they had a they had a nice TV. There was a den. Um, there was a sitting room, which had a lot of nice stuff. There was uh, five bedrooms. Um, it was a nice place. I mean, and it was big, you know. And so the the lawyer literally told me. He says, "All you got to do is lock the house up." And don't let anybody come inside other than me and the other lady that was um, Michelle or whatever. I don't. Not know. even the kids. Not even like the main. Nobody. Kid. He said nobody, and th- none of the kids were allowed in there. Nobody was allowed in there because they had to sort out the legal legalities of whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say somebody was disputing the will or something like. that. I'm not real sure, but. Anyways, I know that, and then they were supposed to be auctioning off some of the stuff, and there was some nice stuff in there. And they had it already all, they had it all cataloged and stuff. They were doing that during the day, you know? And so, and, and they, they, there wasn't any way I was going to be able to take anything, you know? Damn it. Uh, just kidding, folks. I'm not a thief. But no, so anyways, there's nothing I could take or anything, you know? And so they had stuff in boxes like, like that they were going to be selling, auctioning, whatever, and at an in estate auction. So there were some nice things in this house. Mm-hmm. So I go into this house uh, and I walk around and like I go to the master bedroom and you could see like somebody that had, I mean, like they had been there very recently, like sleeping in that bed. Like the resident? Like the person? The, the person that was deceased. That's the, oh. and, and from what I get, it was a female. 
apparently her husband had died a couple years before because over the course of, you know, the time that I worked, I can't remember exactly how long I worked there, maybe three weeks. Um, there was like a lot of weird uh, stuff that went on. But I remember going in there and seeing like medications and stuff like that were, that you know, like you could see that it was pretty recent. Now, on, on there was a grocery list that was written on 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 a on a piece of paper like that was magneted to the fridge and it said pick up medication like May 14th or something something like that and I, and I remember reading that and thinking that's like that that was like they you know they had stuff planned out and then they died you know what i mean so this person had died pretty recent or whatever oh you said it was june right so that's that's barely a month well it was like it was like may Okay. I, think, I think it was May. May? And I worked there uh, from like, I think, mid-May to mid-June. Oh, wow. So yeah, no, and, that's and basically nothing, though. I mean, it was if like they a had month. May 14th, that's... They, yeah, and, and then, then of course, I looked at the, the calendar, and I think it was like a couple days uh, before. So they had it. They had had died like, you know, just a few days. It went, they had been deceased, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not very long. And it was an elderly female, and I saw pictures, and and I did I did go in and kind of look at like I found some old photo albums and stuff, and and I looked at some of the pictures and stuff. Um, we were told, you know, that the 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 company, our company, that they didn't have a problem with me going in there and sleeping if I wanted to sleep. They told me there was a guest bed and I could go in there and I could sleep. Oh wow! So basically, you're just living. It's a dream job. I mean, you're, was, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You was, you're getting paid to just go to sleep, and so during the day, I could go run errands and do whatever I wanted. So I thought this is awesome. So the first night I was there, that's what I did. The first night I was there, something weird happened to me right off the crack of the bat. Though the very first night I was there, the Spurs were in the playoffs, and like like always, they're perennial playoff contenders. And I was I was sitting in the den watching the game, and I remember them. They were losing, and I remember. Saying F, the F word, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, you do care about your team, so I can, yeah, I can see it. I can see you I doing it. pretty aggravating with my Texas teams. And so I, I got mad, and then something went like, like cracked or broke in the kitchen. So I got up to go check it out. Now, we are armed. We were armed. We had, you know, mace and gun and all that stuff. Um, and I, and I was, you know, so I was fully armed and everything else, but it was so relaxed that I, I didn't have my uniform. I just took the uniform and, and, you know, took it off and was just kind of chilling in my undershirt, you know? Yeah. So I, I go in there to, to, to the kitchen and I, cause I hear something, what I thought was a crack. And so I, I actually reached for my gun because I thought, okay, somebody's already trying to break in. I mean, you're there for a reason. People yeah, are, you know, aggravated. They could try to break in. And so I announced myself as security and I heard something go like across the, the the floor, like the tile or whatever. You could hear like like somebody shuffle like uh, house shoes, like you know. And I was like, whoa! And like it, it sounded just like somebody walk across the floor. And I see this. There was like you know. The, I don't know if you know what these are, Tony, because you're young. But folks at home, if you can imagine, it was an old cookie jar shaped like a. I think it was like a Wizard of Oz, like the Tin Man type. No, it was cookie like a, jars, but, yeah. you know what? But you know, cookie jars with ceramic, and the head comes yeah, up. Yeah, and yeah, you okay, take yeah. The top well, off. well, they used to be very popular, and they were all there's been there's all kinds of them. And if I remember correctly, this one was like a um, some sort of like character. I think I think it was Wizard of Oz, something like that. And it was it was laying on its side, like somebody had dropped it, or, or and it fell dropped off. Dropped it over. Did it, yeah, was it broken? And, no, it wasn't broken. No, but it made noise that it got my attention. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know, that was weird. And it happened right when I said the F word. So I thought, 
that's weird, you know, and like like I I knew I heard like a crash or a crack, you know, or something. That's the only thing I found out of place in the kitchen. So I, I just thought, okay. And so I I went back into the the living room or whatever. Well, here's the thing: all the years I worked government housing, and all the all the years I've worked these really bad places, I've only pulled my gun once or twice. And I pulled my gun the first night I was there because I didn't know what it was. And so uh, that was the first incident that happened. And then then, but there was others. There was another one where one day I was uh, sitting in, in in the I say one day. This was uh, later that night. Um, I was sitting in there after the game, flipping through the channels because, you know, you're not doing anything, getting ready to go to bed because I'm getting tired. And it was about one in the morning, and I hear, and I'm like, what is that? And so I hear, I follow the noise, I go out to the kitchen, and it's the garage. This was really freaky. I didn't know what was, you know. Wait. So I, I, I go out into the garage. It was the garage. It opened? The garage door was opening. Yes, it was. It was opening. The garage door was just opening. And I was like, whoa, like what? <laughs> like, I didn't, I, that was weird. I didn't know why the garage, it was like, like it was making this loud noise. And <clears throat> I didn't understand why or how or who or what. And there was, I, I walked outside. It was a very quiet neighborhood. In fact, you've been through that neighborhood, Tony. Um, it's very big houses. Uh, they're, they're kind of set far back from the road. They mm -hmm. have big yards, as you've seen. Yeah, it was weird, man. I mean, like I walked out into the front yard and I'm, of course, I'm, you know, I put my, my shirt on, my uniform on. So I'm walking out in the front yard and I look and there's nobody out there. You know, I uh, did see one of the neighbors like looking out their window because the houses aren't real far apart from each other. Um, and she was kind of looking at me and I thought, you know, well, maybe she did it. <laughs> I'm thinking well, she was some older woman. And she was sitting there, like, obviously, like, looking out the window, you know, because she probably was not, she was probably wondering why a guy dressed up like a cop was wandering around the front yard. Yeah. And so I just kind of waved, and I walked back inside. Well, I actually ended up talking to that person the next day, and they gave me a lot of insight into what was going on, at least from what they understood. Uh, the woman had uh, had a heart attack and had just died. She was not real old. She was in her uh, mid to late sixties. Um, she wasn't like you know, real you know. Uh, the pictures I saw of her was was that she didn't look like she was like some eighty year old woman. So yeah, she was like in her late sixties, I guess. And so she had just died suddenly. Her husband had died of cancer a couple years before, and I had found uh, a hospital bed type bed that was in one of the guest bedrooms, and I guess that's where he was sleeping when he. Now, here's a funny thing about that. Um, I don't want to say funny because it's not like the word, but I was walking down the hallway one day to go to the bathroom and I heard a cough. And that was something I heard like like quite frequently. I heard uh, somebody clearing their throat. That sounded like a male mm -hmm. clearing their throat. And the neighbor lady had told me that that he had – uh, he was sick for a while before he had died or whatever, but that he was a very nice man. And but but their kids were not necessarily good people. Um, the kids were kind of uh, I guess spoiled, and they believed that it was you know that they basically had just entitled. Li li entitled yes, entitled. And there was one child in particular that was really bad, but then and then there was a, a one that was kind of like a good one. They kind of like took care of the parents and did everything else. 
the the uh, younger child that, that that they were talking about was not a good kid. He had stolen things and other. So I was kind of figuring that that's probably who I was protecting the house from. So I had to be leery of that person. I never saw these people. I never saw the children. All I ever did was talk to the lawyer. I called in. Once in a while, the phone would ring. And we had a system. It was and 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 the, when I knew the lawyer or his uh, paralegal would call, they would call. They would let it ring a couple times and then hang up, and then they would call again, so that I knew it was them. Okay, and that we had a code that he would say, "Hey, this is so and so." He'd use that word, and then I know it was him, so we could talk. So because he didn't want anyone else, you know, whatever. He didn't want you talking to them at all. Talk to no one. Yeah, not to talk to any of the children. Okay, so. Yeah, so one day I'm sitting there in the uh in the den area where I watch TV because they had a, there was a living room, a den, a sitting room. It was a nice place. I was sitting in the den and there was a one of those spotlights that come on when when there's uh some somebody that goes motion detector. Motion detecting light. Yeah. So I'm sitting there in the den and I I I see movement like in the corner of my eye like shat like a shadow you know, and then the motion light comes on, and I thought, "Whoa, that's weird." Was this inside or outside? It was. It was outside. I was in the den. Yeah. But yeah. But, it, but there there was like a uh, a little room, little bitty room, like a sunroom, I guess they call them, uh, that goes and then and then out out after that it goes out into the backyard, which was humongous, and so there was uh, a motion sensor that went off, which isn't that unusual. I mean, it could be a possum or, or a raccoon or something. You know, it could be a squirrel. But uh, I, I walked outside um, to go see what it was because I did see a shadow that was shaped almost like a person. And so I was kind of like, what is that? So I go back there and I hear, once again, I hear something moving near this big, they had a big shed, very nice uh, wooden shed that looked like they had built it, you know, from the ground up or whatever. It wasn't like one of those uh, ma- manufactured ones. And so I heard something move toward that, and I saw that shadow. And so I was fully convinced that it was a person. Uh, so I ran toward that and um, did not – I mean, they would have they would have had to have tried to clear the fence <clears throat> behind the you – know, you know, and, and so I it didn't see – Did not be seen. Basically. Yeah, and, 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 and I, I didn't see anybody. The, the, the yard was well kept, and, and you, you could see clearly across the yard. I, I just saw like the shadow go around the side of the shed – so I ran over there, keeping my eyes on it, and I looked behind the shed, which there was barely any room. I looked uh, around, you know, all over. You know, I tried to open the door. It was locked. So, you know, I, I looked in. There was a little window you could see in. I shined my flashlight in there. I didn't see anybody. And so I thought that was weird. So I go back inside. And then, and then it happened again. Like it happened like over the course of working there for two to three weeks, whatever it was. It happened several times. What time? Do you know? Like what did it happen? Uh, it would to- always happen. This is weird. It would always happen around one o'clock when these weird things would happen between one and like maybe four in the morning. Uh, like the outdoor stuff. Yeah, it happened around that time. Now the other stuff happened all random times. I got pretty comfortable there. Like after about a week, I just kind of got used to being there. But I don't want to say I got comfortable, but I got I I was like you know I just was like okay, there's something here. I had dealt with it before when I was working at this uh, bank building. And so I just felt like, okay, it's haunted. You know, yeah. you just, it's it's haunted. But it wasn't like I felt anything malevolent, you know, from Malicious it. It wasn't that. like evil. And I honestly just thought that it was the spirits of the people who had died there. 
Uh, there was a time when I was in the bathroom. Well, there were several times, but one in particular, I was in the bathroom and I could hear the toilet from the other bathroom flush. You know, like the first time it happened, I guess I should say, I was in the bathroom and it flushed and I clearly heard it, you know, through the wall because the one bathroom was on one side and then there was like you go down the hall and go around into the master bedroom and then that bathroom. But the bathrooms were actually kind of like you could hear them. Like they were the way it was built was like there was a bathroom and then there was a wall then another bathroom, yeah. if that makes sense. Well, I mean, it's even then, like it, even, no matter how far it is, like it's an empty house. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it, yeah. But I heard it clearly, like, and it sounded like somebody messing with the toilet. And so I, I thought there's somebody in this house and they're, they are messing with the toilet. So I ran out of the bathroom, uh, you know, went into the other bathroom for, for in the master bedroom and th- there was nobody. Um, the toilet water was filling up though. Like someone just flushed it. Yes, somebody had flushed it. So that freaked me out. So once again, I grabbed my gun and I started going all through this big house and checking every nook and cranny. And I'm talking like I, I checked everywhere, you know, um, yeah, pretty much every inch of that house. And I was like yelling, you know, I'm, I'm armed This security, you know, uh, I, I had walked into a couple different rooms where I heard what I thought was somebody walking like in, in the other corner of the room. The bedrooms were really large. Uh, I'm getting the chills right now. I'll tell you I mean, a really this is freaky, terrifying man. story that finally happened about a week after I was there, which really made me think about not working there anymore. I walked into the bedroom where the old man uh, had li- spent the last days of his life. And I heard a cough as I was walking down the hallway. I heard a, not a cough, but like a clearing of the throat, kind of like, <clears throat> like that. So I go into the room because I thought I clearly heard that. I mean, it was like before that, it's like you know, your mind's playing tricks on you type things, whatever. Um, this was no figment of my imagination. Somebody cleared their throat and it was real close to me. And so I, I ducked into the room real quick and I pulled my gun out again. And I, I never worked the site that I pulled my gun out so many times. And I was just like, I'm armed, you know, whatever. And I hear the shuffling of feet going in toward like this. The, the closet in that room was creepy too. It was like it was like uh, you go in and then then and you look to the left and and to the right. It's like there's like hardly anything. It's just like the the you walk into the closet and then there's this. You look to the left and it's like a whole like almost like a hallway. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. and there's nothing to the right. The right's just the the wall, yeah, it's and then end, but yeah, it's and then like a, you look to the left, and there's just like this long hallway, long closet, it's like a dressing was, room, basically. Yeah, closet. it was creepy, dude. And so I look, and there was no light. And the light was like one of those you pull switch, whatever. And so I had to use my flashlight, and I saw when I shined my flashlight down this hallway, I saw a shadow. What looked like a shadow hunched down in the corner, and I thought, "What? what is that? It looked like someone squatting down, like, okay, like, imagine if a person was hiding from you, and they went to squat down to hide from you yeah. behind the clothes, because there were a bunch of clothes in there. That's what it looked like, but it was completely black, like a shadow. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that, I saw that. I shined the light on it, and it literally moved into the wall and just was like gone. Like it it dissolved into the wall, if that makes sense. Like faded into the wall? Basically. Yes. And I knew 100% that was not a person. I wasn't going to walk down into that creepy closet and go look to see what that was. I pretty much knew it was not a person. And so I just walked out of there real quick, closed the door. And then I closed the door to that room and I never opened it again. 
Like the entire time you worked there? The rest of the time I worked there, I never opened it. I would not go through in that room. No. And so that was the end of that little, I just quit, you know, and I would hear it. Sometimes the, the throat clearing and the coughing and I would just ignore it. That was just, it just became a routine. Well, I did have a routine of working out, you know, pretty, pretty regular. As you know, Tony, I've been lifting as long as you know me. Um, but I've, I've been lifting for my whole life. So I would go to the gym and lift weights sometimes before I go on my shift because my workouts were kind of suffering a little bit because I was there so much. So I kind of had started up on, on a routine my second week I was there. And so I got in the habit of bringing my clothes and just taking a shower there because I didn't, I had to, you know, take, you know, get up, go work out run to the, the the house and pretty much was living in that house. Yeah. So I started to take showers there. Um, Probably like the third time I took a sh- – the third day that I did that, I took a shower there. They had one of those <laughs> – this is creepy. They had one of those sliding uh, glass shower doors with like with the frosted glass. Oh, so you, you can, can yeah. you can kind of make out somebody, you know. And uh, like I said, I showered there a couple times. It was no big deal. Um, I got used to hearing weird noises and, and stuff. I saw somebody uh, walk – on the other side of that frosted glass Ooh. as I was shampooing my hair, yes. And I look up and, and I'm like, yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of rubbing the shampoo out of your hair, you know, and you look up and you see this person, like there was literally, clearly like a woman standing on the other side of that frosted glass, like looking at me. And I, I couldn't like, I mean, it's not, I say clearly, but you could see that it was a person and you could tell you it could was. You see the figure of a. A, a female, yeah. yes. It looked like a, an older woman hunched over, kind of looking, like trying to make out like what she was looking at. Let's put it that way. Like if I had to figure what it was. And I was like, ah! You know, I mean, I freaked out. Like I screamed. Like, like you can see the hair standing on my arms as I'm telling you this. It was creepy. And the person just like. It looked like she grabbed something from the the counter and then walked out. And so I was like, whoa, what the heck? You know, what is that? You know? And so I, I'm I'm terrified. Uh, I should have just like opened the door and the shower door and looked to see what it was that I was looking at. But I was I was I was scared. Well, I'm not gonna lie, I yeah, was scared. I mean, there's something about the shower that it's like you're 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 naked, you're you're you don't have anything with mm-hmm. you. you can, it's not like you have something to defend yeah. you. It's so you're. It's the most. My scary gun time. was hanging. Yeah. My gun was right there on its holster and on and with my duty belt, and it was hanging on on one of the rods. And so, uh, here's the freaky thing. Now, folks, I'm not making this up. This is the the absolute. I'm just telling you what happened to me. I opened the door finally. Uh, I got out of the shower. Um, my clothes. Uh, my uniform, everything were gone. They, they took it. They were not. On, they were not on the counter. Uh, the towel was on the floor, like somebody had knocked it off the counter or something. And my gun was gone. So that was probably one of the most disturbing things that that ever happened to me in that house. Not probably just ever, ever, you know. And I was like, oh god, oh god, you know. So I started panicking. I thought, okay. One of these people has come into this house, okay? Because I thought it looked, I mean, just like a, a person standing there. They broke in the house, and now they've taken my uniform and my gun, and I'm going to die naked and, and <laughs> naked and afraid. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was that was disturbing. So I got out. Of the, I got out of the shower. 
I dried off like as best I could, and I was panicking, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to call my boss and tell him somebody has literally taken my uniform and my gun. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so I had my dirty clothes there, you know, that, that I just sh- Your workout worked clothes. out in, yeah, yeah, my workout shirt. And and so I threw that on, you know, and, and I was like, okay, this person has my gun. I have no cell phone. This isn't cell phone time. Uh, this was back before all that, you know. So I just remember standing there and I, and I took a couple deep breaths and I reached for the doorknob, you know, and there was one of them old timey doorknobs that, you know, how they have their metal and the, in the keyhole, you know, it's got those old timey keyholes. Oh, or like that's not on the doorknob, it's underneath it or whatever? Yeah, well, like, yeah, like there's like a big metal like square. Yeah. And, and then they have like a doorknob. I don't know if you've ever seen those. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they have a keyhole. So I went down and I looked uh, into the keyhole and I looked and I didn't see anything. And so I thought, okay, this person's probably going to ambush me. I had no choice. And it's either that or crawl, you know, out of the window, you know, and the window was kind of high up and small. And I didn't know that I could fit. (laughs) I didn't know that I'd be able to do that. And then I thought, okay, and then I'm going to be outside the house locked out. So, you know, so I was weighing all my options. So a couple deep breaths and I just opened the door and I just was looked both ways down the hallway and was prepared to fight my assailant and do whatever it took. Well, immediately I stepped on something soft and I looked down and there is my uniform kind of, kind of dropped and scattered. Wait, so where's this bathroom? It, it was in the hallway bath. It was a hallway okay. bathroom. Yeah. I didn't go to the master bedroom. That's what I was thinking. No, yeah. no, I did not go and use the <laughs> well, master. That's, that's bed- what would make sense to me. Cause when you said, you know, she went, uh, you saw a female go in there. The first thing I thought was, okay, so he's in the master bedroom. Yeah, and she's no, used to going no, in there, but nope. I saw this in the hallway ba- bathroom. <laughs> there were three bathrooms, and that was one of them. Um, so I, I was, I stepped on my uniform, and I'm like, okay, there's my uniform. So I grabbed it and I put it on real quick, and 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 then I walked out into the hallway. My gun was nowhere to be found, and I thought, where is my 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 you know my pistol? And so I go into the den, I start walking around, and I'm, I'm kind of frantic at this point, you know, and I'm like, I, I've got to find my pistol, and there's somebody in this house. Okay, here's what happened, Tony. I found my pistol in the den where I always sat and watched TV, just sitting there on the coffee table, and it was unloaded. Like someone was, took the clip out? Somebody took, yeah, somebody, un- somebody unloaded it and had it, like, sitting there, like, you know, like, it was... It was very weird. That was very odd. I mean, and and I, I don't even have words for how terrifying that was. Uh, so I grabbed it and, you know, and I went around the house with my gun drawn thinking, okay, you're playing games with me. And, I, and I, at this point, I'm not 100% convinced that it was a person, but I was more thinking that it was because it was so, it looked so uh, like, it looked like a solid, per- like a solid thing. And so I walked, I had to go through the whole house looking for whatever this was that I had seen. Didn't find it. Did not find uh, nothing. The doors were still locked. Everything was secured. That night in particular, I, and I had grown accustomed to it, the spotlight, uh, the the, uh, motion the motion detector light kept coming on and off. I had grown accustomed to that. That was just a normal thing. Um, I tried sleeping in one of the, uh, the guest bedrooms or whatever, uh, a couple different times I slept in, um, one bed. The first, the first time I slept there, uh, I slept, slept in the den the first couple of times, but the first time I slept there in a bed, I, uh, tried laying down, uh, in a bed and something shook the bed and woke me up repeatedly. 
probably three times. And then I gave up and I got up and I tried to go to another room and do the same thing. Uh, and, and then in that room, I woke up one, one morning, uh, I woke up at six. Like I usually, I set an alarm, you know, and I woke up at six o'clock that, that, that particular room, um, uh, was, was, was peaceful. But when I woke up, the bed was tucked in. Like I was tucked into the bed, <laughs> which was another disturbing thing. So I'm laying there in the bed and the sheet was completely, I was like stiff. Like it, somebody had tucked me into the bed. Like under, it was like. It was very tight. Oof. Yes. And so I had to strain and move and, you know, and get myself loose. Uh, that was, that was, was scary in and of itself. Just trying to felt like I wasn't going to get out of there, you know? And. Uh, then, then about I guess about the second week, I started hearing voices, which was another thing that 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 happened frequently there. And uh, toward the middle of the second week, if I'm if I'm if I'm correct, or maybe it was toward the end of the second week, I actually saw the guard that worked there for a couple days. I saw him when we went to get our checks. So I saw him at the office, and I I, I stopped him and I said, "Hey." You know, I was like, so, you know, you worked over there at the house on, I'm not going to say the name of the street because I don't people going in because there's people that live there now, as you know. And uh, the guy was like, yeah, I, I worked there for a couple nights, you know. And I said, uh, so why did you, uh, I didn't know this guy real well. He didn't work with me in government housing and the government housing guards were a whole different uh, section. This guy was a patrol guard, which was in that company. And I'm pretty sure it's still that way. It's a pretty big company. Uh, they had their own, like the patrol division was separate from everyone uh, else. Yeah, and then the the government housing guys were separate from the regular standing, standing guard. Bird, yeah. yeah, and we even all wore different uniforms. So that company, like I said, it's a, it's one of our competitors now, and they're very big. Um, I'm still pretty much I'm friends with the owners. I don't have a problem with them. Whatever, they're they're good guys. But uh, they they have built a pretty large company here in Texas. I ran into this guy and he was, he had been, he had transferred to patrol. He didn't want to do standing anymore. And he said that it was because of what happened to him in that house. So I asked him what happened. He said that something came up to him while he was in the bathroom. Uh, he, he was washing it. Like he put water on his face and just like in a, in a movie, you know, like a horror movie, the way he told me, he said, he looks up and he sees this old woman standing behind him and she reached around and grabbed his face. And he said that it, it, she was an, the way he described it was this old, ugly, old hag woman, you know, whatever. And she grabbed him and it's, it terrified him. And so he ran out and wouldn't even go back in the house to get his stuff. Yeah. I mean, know, he said he left his bag in there and he went back to, and he, he got, he was, <laughs> he was so scared that he brought his wife and his son to go in the house to grab his stuff. And, and he was not a, like a, I mean, I'm going to say he was like a really tough guy. Cause like, you know, but he didn't seem like he was scared. He was ex-military. He's a security guard. I mean. Yeah. And most of the people that worked for us were, we had some off-duty cops who worked for us at that time too. And a lot, most everybody at that company was like some sort of former military or something. And so I asked this guy, I asked this guy, I was like, you were that scared. He goes, yes. He goes, it was, it terrified me. Well, rightfully so. I mean. Yeah. If what well, he says well, is to be believed, I mean, then that mean was. What do you like, grab know. his face, though? Like, did he describe it more detail? Um, like, I didn't ask him a whole lot more detail because, you know, his wife was sitting in the car and he was getting, he was in the parking lot leaving. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we had gone to get our checks. 
I'm pretty sure it was a couple weeks after I had worked there, you know, and like and like so I asked him if 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 you know, like I asked him point blank, what I was happened? like, Did you feel like something was gonna kill you? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I did go into that kind of detail. You know, I didn't ask him like um like just be specific, like what did she look like exactly? He just said it looked like an old hag looking woman and that she grabbed him from behind and literally he felt her hands touch his face and it and pulled his head back. And it scared him. So he ran out, you know, and of course he was, he went and got his wife and his his teenage son to go in there and get his stuff out. And he told me that. Like he told me the absolute truth. Now the guy that that was our manager at the time, he he died um shortly after, I believe. He died uh, strangely enough. He he uh got stung by ants oh. out at the lake and he had like some sort of uh, allergy reaction. Yeah, and he died. He was a really good guy. Um, and, and so I went in the back into the office and, uh, I talked to him and, uh, I asked him, you know, I said, what, what, uh, you know, like, like, what do you know about this guy, the guard, you know? And he goes, oh, he's, he's a solid dude, man. He's been with us for about six months. He's, you know, he does his job. And, and I was like, I told him the crazy story that he told me. He goes, yeah. He's like, he told me that story too. Um, but he did go into a little more detail with our boss, which was which was that that guy that that uh, that I was speaking with, and he said that he said that the first night he was there, that he felt like something had pulled his leg, like pulled him by his leg and tried to pull him off the couch. And this the second day that he was there, that's when something grabbed him and he saw it in the mirror and it looked like a woman. Um, so yeah, cause I, I talked to the guy kind of briefly as he was trying to leave and I didn't, I couldn't tell him, tell me all these stories while your wife said certain weights, you know? So, the, so this guy was very, uh, adamant. Like he told our boss. Well, I mean, you would have to have a good reason as to why you just left in yeah, the middle of the I mean, shift. In the middle of the shift. Yeah. And he, he was very like, I mean, you know, even at the risk of being fired because, you know, some people are going to be like, really? Okay. Yeah, really, dude. They're not going to believe that. And back in the nineties, things were a little more, not as open as they are now. You know, you didn't have a hundred TV shows and a, a thousand podcasts telling you that their ghosts are real, you know? So, um, these dudes are both, uh, Latino. They're both Mexicans and Mexicans, you know? And so I guess they kind of like I guess in the 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 Mexican culture we have a little more like superstitious superstitious more a little more leeway you know somebody yeah. says there's a cocoy you're like oh really you know whereas if you talk to someone else you're like really yeah okay, oh, yeah I mean yeah. my mom's the same way I never doubted it well yeah because your mom's tell me, Vietnamese like, okay. and yeah you know, the Vietnamese have a lot more uh, you're open to that you know um, th- yeah and so the, the, these guys were he you know he was kind of kind of friends with our boss I guess you know and so he told him exactly what happened to him and uh, he made no no bones about it so that was that was pretty disturbing so um, I guess it was like toward the beginning of the third week I was there I was kind of kind of growing weary of the you couldn't really sleep good there I wasn't getting good sleep you know um, I was not as comfortable in certain areas of the house, but I was a little more comfortable in other areas. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but there was a, a sitting room where they had stockpiled a bunch of different things that were supposed to be, uh, when this was supposed to be sorted out or whatever. And eventually it did get sorted out. And then they told us we, they didn't need us anymore. But yeah. So toward that last, uh, week that I was there or whatever, I was in this, uh, sitting room 
and there was uh, a, what I thought was a piano, um, and it was covered. And so I went to open it up just to take a look at it because it it was shaped funny, you know. Well, it wasn't a it wasn't a piano; it was a pipe organ. Yeah, it was a very you know what that is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's yeah, the one with the tubes coming the out. Tu- the back. Yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't a real big one, but it was a nice. It was nice, you know. And I thought, wow, this is cool. And so I, uh, but I didn't really mess with it. I didn't really mess with it too much because I knew that there was something in that house and I didn't want to be too, um, I did find a bunch of oil paintings that looked like they were painted of people. Like, you know, they all kind of had a familial resemblance. So I knew that they were, you know, and I found one and I knew, uh, I just kind of felt like I knew that that was the person that, that, um, was like that was a very important person you know what i mean like that was that was her mm-hmm. you know what i mean and this was before i had looked and seen a bunch of uh photos or whatever like i'd looked looked through it was a it was it was a painting of who i believed to be the resident the woman that had died and when she was probably in her 20s now, she was a very beautiful woman and I, I uh, later later confirmed like looking through photo albums of of and found some uh, that were old, and found that it, that was her, and it was weird because it just kind of stuck out to me, you know. And when I, you know, was was staring at this picture, I turned around, and I kid you not, as I'm walking out of the, this uh, sitting room, I hear it's me, like. In a female voice? In a female voice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I literally heard it's me. Like, I heard that very clearly. And so I turned and, you know, thought, you know, once again, I, ha- I have to check. So yeah. I went around checking and there was nobody there. Uh, there was like one of these, uh, like, accordion-type doors, you know, that you, you – you, I don't know if you know what those are – they're like a folding door. Oh, okay. And then yeah, they have yeah. a little metal latch. And then they don't, you don't see those too much anymore, but they used to have them in sitting rooms. They would kind of, they were closed off to the rest of the house. And you only went into the sitting room for special occasions, like, you know, Christmas or, you know, having guests, whatever. And we didn't, nowadays, which I think, folks, is completely rude. When you go to someone's house and you visit them or something, and they have the TV on while you're trying to talk and visit, it's just, I hate that. Yeah. Or you'll be sitting there visiting and talking and somebody will come in the room and just turn the TV on and then you have to have that background TV going all the time. Yeah, you just have special rooms for special exactly. stuff. Exactly. Well, like if you want to watch TV, go to a lounge or somewhere else. Yeah, but, go to another part of the house. Even if there's a TV in there, that doesn't mean you need to watch it everywhere you go. You know. But th- back then, you know, these in the older generation, they knew that. They had a sitting room where they would sit and they would commune and talk and, and drink tea or whatever it was and they had a nice little coffee table in there. So th- these things, all these things went on, I'd say it was probably four or five days before the end of my stay there. Here's what happened. I was laying in the uh, den. I had fallen asleep on the couch, which was kind of a routine at that point because I didn't like sleeping in the beds and, and what obviously. And I remember having a dream. Uh, and in this dream, this woman, uh, with reddish brown hair came to me and she, I, I, I want to say that she looked young, but I guess, I guess you'd say she looked, uh, middle-aged. She looked younger than she did in, in, in 
like in the her, older photos yes, in her later yes. life, obviously. In later life, but she looked older than she did in the oil painting. It was her. It was that woman. And she was standing over me in this dream type state, which I learned later from living in a house that had that, that that you're, you're really not dreaming. You're, I think you're kind of like in an astral state. That's what I believe folks. If you don't believe me, then you know what? That's what you want to believe. You know, this is my truth. Okay. And so I laid there and she touched me. She, I felt she, she, she literally like took her hand and put it on my shoulder. And in this dream state, I guess you want to call it, or the dream. At that time, I thought it was just a dream. Like I felt an, a cold shoot up from my fingertips all the way up into my shoulder, into my neck that was so cold that it felt like uh, pain. Like it hurt. And I was looking at her, and when I looked up at her, she was kind of grimacing, and she was holding her hand on my arm, and the cold began to go up into my head, uh, it, it began to crawl down the other side of my, uh, sh to my other shoulder and go down my left arm. And I felt like I was being frozen literally and I could not move. I was paralyzed and I was just like, uh, you know, trying to speak, you know, trying to talk. And so I just began to think what I was trying to say. And I told her, I said, I said, why are you doing this? I asked her, I said, why are you doing this to me? I'm like, I, you know. Immediately, she pulled her hand away, and I, you know, I kind of, I guess to say this sounds odd, I know, unfroze, like I kind of unfroze, and I could move in this dream state, whatever. But was it like a paralyzed? I was paralyzed. So like, but I mean, like a statically, where like where it was like I was cold, like like um, I don't I don't know what like it's like stiff kind of. Yeah, I don't know what it's like to be frozen because I've never been frozen, yeah. but. It well, was like I, mean, I was being frozen and like with cold fro frozen, you know, and I was paralyzed. Um, I've so, never had that before or since, like in that, like like something that that was that, uh, like uh, in in that in that way. I've been touched since in my in the house I lived in. Stuff would would touch you, weird stuff would happen to you, um, but nothing that dramatic. Like where it was like she was literally touching me, and it was like she was. I don't want to say she was killing me, but um, I was I was frozen in place, yep. and it was like she was doing something, and I got this uh, the feeling like she was communicating with me, telling me that she didn't want me there, and then I communicated with her by telling her, you know, and once I kind of unfroze, I could speak, I could move my mouth, and I told her in this dream state, I told her, I said, "Ma'am, you're deceased." Your your physical body is gone. You were no longer on you know in this world in 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 the physical world. You are in this house. I was like, and I am here to protect this house. I am here to protect your property and to make sure that everything goes to where it's supposed to go and everything is done the way it's supposed to be done. Like I communicated that with her. That was like that's the only thing I could do. That's the only thing I could say. Were you still like just doing it in your thoughts or? Um, no, at this point I was speaking it. And then I woke up. And I mean, and when I woke up, I was still talking. I mean, it was like fluid. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, I understand. I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but I understand what you're saying. So where, like, you wake up and you're, you're still, like, mid-sentence, basically. Yes. Yeah, like that? Yes. Okay. And I was talking to her. And then I, and then I sat up 
and I was awake, you know, completely fully cognizant and, and, you know, in our, in the real world, I guess, you know, I don't know which, what is the real world, but I guess our physical plane of existence. And I stood up and I said, does that make sense to you? Do you understand? I'm not here to hurt you. I was like, I'm not, you know, going to, to do anything wrong. I'm not going to break anything. I'm not going to take anything. I have done nothing wrong to you. I am trying to protect this house. And I'm sorry that you were that you're that you died in the physical world, you know. And uh, I felt a sense of relief watch it wash wash over me, but then I felt this this overwhelming sorrow, like a sadness, mm-hmm. and it just kind of lingered for the rest of the night. And then a few days went by of absolutely nothing, no activity, nothing, and I spent the last few days there with nothing happening and I felt at peace there and there was nothing else. Nothing else happened. So that, how, how many days were you still there afterwards? Do four you know? or five. Okay. Um, cause I know that like on the fifth day, the guy called, I think it was the fourth, the fourth day he called and said that, that, uh, the net, the last day I think was like a half day or I was, it was, I was going to only be there till midnight or something like that. And then he showed up and, that was I, 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 that was the only time I saw um, one of the kids. That, that, that he was in the car, like you know, when they drove up, mm-hmm. and I was standing right there by the by the window, and I walked out and did not meet the uh, the, the the lady, but I met him, and and I shook his hand and said okay, and he said thank you. Uh, the contract is ended and whatever and. Which is kind of odd. It ended in the middle of the night, too, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and but it was midnight. I don't know if there was something to that or whatever. Well, it's probably just like you could that day, I guess. You know, it was like yeah, it's the end of that day, so he just wanted. Yeah, who knows? and so he and I did see a familiar resemblance to the young the the uh, woman that was the younger woman that was in the car, too. And then there was like I guess a, a a teenager in the back seat too. So I guess they were all like that was a grandkid maybe, and that was a daughter. I didn't speak to them. Oh, she so did, she, she looked just, like the mom. Kinda, yeah. Oh, and yeah. she just kind of put her hand up to wave at me, and I just waved. That was the only that was the only time I ever saw the kids. I said I didn't see the kids, but I guess yeah, I did see her. You never spoke to them. Yeah, I never spoke to them. But I don't, and I still don't know one hundred percent that that was. You know, I was put. I was pretty sure that I saw a familiar resemblance. You know, but anyway. That's that story. It's kind of emotional in a way to me because I felt like I explained something to this woman. I don't know. Maybe it was in the, you know, and folks, people can you can you can conjecture all and theorize about it all day long. You know, you can expound upon how you 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 know what you think I'm if you know what whatever you think this is. I don't know. You know, some might say that your mind just. Uh, created it because of all the weird stuff that you know maybe you just were you know projecting it on yourself or something or maybe that was just really a dream and you just made it that way i I don't know it it seemed very real to me and i really believe that i interacted with this uh woman's spirit mm-hmm. you know and i and i i really believe that i mean that's well, my, and the man i mean less than a less so but yeah you, less so with him and and I still kind of freak, you know. I don't know over over the over the years of thinking about it. 
Um, I've worked so many weird posts, and Tony, you've worked pace places that yeah. are creepy, dude. I, mean, I said it last a couple yeah. episodes. So. And so, I mean, I, I've thought about it, and it, it was not one of the most terrifying places, but it definitely had one of the a lot of activity. You know, I do believe, like looking back on it, that 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 shadow that I saw in that closet was the the old man. Um, I think that he was was kind of scared. And I think that maybe he went in that ha- in that closet to get away from me, and he was kind of hiding from me hmm. because he didn't know who I was or why I was there, what I was doing there. Why is this large guy walking around our house with a gun? I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I did talk to the neighbors on a couple different occasions. The neighbors on both sides got to know me. They were I was there every day, and I was out sitting in the, in the backyard. Um, they had a very nice patio with a little. Um, like patio furniture and stuff, you know? So I was in the backyard reading a book one evening and the neighbor was doing something, messing with something by the fence and she kind of just waved over the fence at me and I went up and I talked to her and she did tell me, uh, she gave me the lady's name. So I did, was able to address this woman by her name whenever I did speak to her uh, in, in the dream state. She told me that that woman believed that her husband who had died in the house was still there. Like she still believed. And she kind of thought that the woman had turned the corner, you know, gone around the bend a little bit because she said that, oh, I still talk to him. You know, he he's still there, you know. And she thought, oh, my gosh, this woman's got dementia, you know. But, you know, she probably did. He probably was there, you know, and which then, is honestly, I was gonna say, like, I, I, the first thing I thought when you heard, I heard that, which is weird, was like that sounds oddly comforting, you know, mm-hmm. like even though it's later in her life, like she, even though he did die, he was still there for her. Because I was thinking how sad it must be to be alone in a house, a widow, like the, yeah, a widow alone in a big house like that. I mean, with selfish kids that don't care, all they want to do is take your stuff. You have and one, you die. yeah. I mean, that, you have like, maybe one kid that you can rely on. Mm-hmm. So I mean I was like it's sad that he that she did eventually pass and he was you know like there was spirit for him basically and that she didn't really understand what was going on it sounds like well I I um I think that she wanted to get rid of me yeah well obviously and and that's why she tried to like I think she manifested and tried to you know if if you want to postulate on you know, like she she tried to to grab my clothes and throw them out and make, make me leave you know what i mean like i don't know about the first guard like if if what what he claims happened like something grabbed his face you know i i don't really think she would be that malicious but then again when she was freezing me you know whatever that was that was so weird dude that sounds like a last resort though because that's obviously you were there for if that's like the last couple days you were two there, and a half weeks you were probably. there for two and a half weeks yeah. and all she would do is kind of just you know peep on you while you were naked so i mean oh. <laughs> i mean well, well I, mean, I was quite the specimen as a young man <laughs> i'm not gonna lie no but seriously i just I, I i just thought that you know this woman is an old pervert no i just <laughs> I, it just no. It w- it was one of those things where I kind of think that maybe maybe he saw her, mm-hmm. and I think maybe he. I'm not gonna say he just totally fabricated he the grabbing of the it. face, but he probably threw his hands up and was like, ah, oh, you know, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Because when he told me this story, he looked me dead in my eye. He was not like a scary dude, and I think he's a cop now. Honestly, I, I'm pretty sure he's a police officer. Um, I saw him. 
I ran into that guy, like, I think, you know, you know, several years ago, and he was a police officer at that time, but he was talking about opening up a uh, private investigations business or something. And I've ran into various people that I've been in this industry with for a long time, you know, whether in the in the club scene, doing security there or doing security like we do, you know, and you'll run into people, man. It's a like, small world. You'll, you'll see small, people yeah, that you'll, you'll see, people. see all the time. And and I'll, I'll run into people and I'll be like, yeah, you know, and the only connection I really had with that guy was that we both worked in that house. What I don't know is how much truth there is into the it, it, it grabbing him because I never have felt anything touch me until that last, that night that I was, that, that, that I was touched and she was standing over me. That did happen like after I went into the sitting room. So maybe I, and, and maybe I, um, by going in there and, and kind of messing with stuff, uh, touched a nerve with her, maybe like it sh- I shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple other little th- odds, th- th- odd things that happened to me. One was kind of creepy. I'll tell you, I guess it was probably the first week I was there, like halfway through the first week, I had brought some fruit. Uh, like a pear or something and a banana. And I sat them on the counter. And when I went back to retrieve them later on in the night, uh, the the banana was completely black. Like it had rotted that oh, quick. Yeah. And the pear looked like it was the same. It was brown. I don't know what that means. You know, well, I don't know how that works. I've heard of people saying things well, like that. Yeah, my well, mom says something like that. I mean, th- that's why my mom has a uh, like a. I don't know, it's not like the a, shrine. A shrine. shrine. It's basically like a shrine, I guess. But uh, we would uh, offer you know gifts of like fruit to and, the ancestors and to the ancestors mm-hmm. and water and you know and I don't like I would have to ask her why exactly we would do it, but I remember we there's always fruits and stuff like that in front of our shrine, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I remember one time. Um, my mom said, like, my mom was very spiritual. Oh, she is. She's very spiritual. And I remember one time she said, watch this. And what happened was she put down a Sprite. She poured it in the cup. And mm-hmm. uh, she offered it to the ancestors, whatever. And I, I can I can promise you this. Oh, I I know this. Yeah, I know, you I know, know this. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, to listeners, like, mm-hmm. I, I can I swear, on like, this happened that uh, I would say maybe a minute, maybe five minutes go by. And I try to, I take a sip of that that sprite and it lost all constant condensation it was flat and had a horrible had, taste had to no it. taste to it yeah and and, and i was there at thanksgiving. Yeah, you were there i was there at thanksgiving whenever your mom made the plate for her brother yeah um and it's like and, a, and, and so the the thanksgiving we that we're talking about okay uh your sister she she reached over and took a bite off of that plate and everybody was all like oh like aghast that that she did that I couldn't believe that she did that. I, she it was, was a very disrespectful yeah, thing. Yeah, it was disrespectful, but she, I think she was just curious. She was curious. My mom said it was okay later on, but I don't know. I think she should have asked first. Yeah, at the moment, it was kind of like, why did you just do that? And everybody was kind of like, your family was kind of like, uh-oh, you know? And I remember her just kind of looking right at me when she did it, and I was like, okay. Because that plate was was reserved for the the uh, the, the deceased, brother. deceased brother. Yeah. yeah. Folks, this is somebody's uh, cultural tradition here, okay? I mean, I'm, then I'm not going to make light of it at all. That's what they believe. That's not necessarily Tony or me, but like his mom, okay? And she makes a plate for him for at holidays. Well, his sister took a bite out of that plate. It was like, I think, the dressing or something. And mm-hmm. it had like no flavor. 
Yeah, it was. She described it. Um, it's like eating nothing. It was a warm. It was supposed to be a warm plate because she just put it down, mm-hmm. and she said it was cold and it had no flavor. No to flavor it. to it. And it was like it sat there. It, it's like it sat there for <clears throat> a week, basically. Like it was just like it was. It had been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. I can I can attest to this. Your mother gave me a mandarin, an orange, one of those oranges that was given to the, the ancestors as an offering. Uh, it had only been there for two days. Okay, according to her. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we and, try to eat it pretty Yeah, I try, and I tried to eat it, and it had absolutely no flavor, and it was like chewing nothing. It was just weird. I mean, I, I don't even know, like, like how to explain that. Um, this was my first encounter with, like, food going bad like that. You know what I mean? Um, I was told at that bank building where I worked at by one of the guards, who's now a state trooper who worked there, uh, he told me that that place was completely haunted and that there was a something that was that would do that, like make your lunches go bad. And and so if you left it out, and, you know, and so I'll get into that in another time, but it never, that never happened to me that I can remember. Like I remember eating food and going like, well, this is weird. I just remember being on that, at that house and it coming, going back and, and literally a pear turning brown and a, banana turn black within like two hours well that's really weird because uh, even at my mom's house there's nothing that ever rotted nothing rotted nothing like, that, like no. went bad it i just think lost that, that flavor. This, this was like something telling me that it wasn't happy for me to be there that's what i feel like and i just think that it's one of those things where um you know like the other little odd things like i would be in the living room or the den or whatever and i would hear the shower turn on mm-hmm. and toilets flushing mm-hmm. you know and and another common thing I heard was my name. Like I would hear whispering, but you never could make out what it was. And then I heard my name be called. Um, I also heard the male voice calling out to that woman's name. Like I would hear it coming from that back room. I would hear the male voice say that, that woman's name. And uh, that was before I really learned her name. And then so... Anyways, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Well, I, had a, I had a quick question. I'll, no, no more questions. We're just done. One, just one. No, no, no. We're done. No more spook, spookiness. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Tony. Well, What's I was going? just... You said, like, from... You go from paralyzed to, like, you know, you're, like, basically waking up. Was it, like, a numbness or was it, like, a thawing out? Um, like, was it, like, slowly that's disappearing a good question. from you? That's a good question because I felt like the cold was dissipating slowly mm-hmm. and that I was slowly able to move. Like, so if, like if your arm... Out. Okay, like if your arm, you're frozen, like, you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you're stuck, okay? Your arm is, is cold as ice, and you can't move it, and the rest of your body is becoming cold and becoming paralyzed. Then it all starts to reverse, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, like a thawing out kind yes. of thing. Like, and, and then, then you're kind of like, okay, now I can move again. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, I didn't it know. It wasn't instantaneous either way. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, like you know like when you sit on your arm and it becomes numb and like nothing slowly, like that like that's what i was nothing thinking, like that that's it was like being ask. frozen and i can only uh, like i said i've never been frozen or folks i wouldn't be here talking to be dead never had frostbite had a friend who did now and my friend i had a friend that, that had frostbite and actually lost a couple of his toes and two of his fingers uh, I will tell you that, that when I talked to him, I did describe that to him and he said that it, that didn't sound like, like really what happened to him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to relate it to you. 
I don't, and I don't know what that was that was being done to me or was done to me. Because that wasn't something that I ever experienced like in that house I lived in either. Like nothing ever touched me and froze me or anything like that that I can remember. And I don't remember anybody ever having that happen to them. Um, but I think you're you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like maybe that was his last resort. Like you won't leave and I'm just going to do this. And maybe, maybe that organ that was his, was her mm. husband's and you yeah, messing and, with and, it just and, aggravated her. I mean, who really knows, but. After I uncovered the organ, that's another thing too. I heard it a couple times, but like not in like, not in some dramatic fashion where you hear like, it wasn't like instrument the Phantom have. of the Opera. No, uh, it, it was just like, I heard it. Like, you know, like I, I would just, just heard a couple times, like I'd hear like, like, and you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like if, like if the cat were to jump on it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like just and, real, and, a couple notes real mm-hmm. sharply and then nothing else. Yeah. And that was another thing too. There was a cat that I would, sometimes I would like in the corner of my eye, I thought I'd see a cat, you know? And that was weird. I mean, you know, there was like a couple little things where I thought I saw like, like a small cat or a dog or something. Um, nothing too dramatic, but like nothing like the garage door opening and some of the other things that went on, you know, like, I mean, so folks, that's all the time we have for today uh, on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I just gave you a true account of something that one of the, the many ghost stories that I have from, uh, working security. Um, there is going to be another one in the future we've talked about at a place, uh, like an old church and, uh, I hope to get Scorp, but he can talk about what happened to him there. And we can go over some of that, you know, because that place was probably one of the most terrifying places that any of us have ever worked at. Uh, but anyways, that was what happened at that house. There is one last thing I want to say about that house. Uh, keep, we keep <laughs> we're about to stop here and then we keep going. Linda Godfrey wrote uh, books, and I don't remember which one it was now, but there are two or three different uh, encounters that happened around the Austin area. Dogman. Dogman encounters, yeah. One of them was uh, in that area. Like right, right, Right near that house, yeah. Like literally down the street and around the bend from that house, there, there is where I believe that 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 one of the encounters took place. Is it the one near the creek? Or there's near a creek, yeah, yeah. It's near a creek bed, and and I believe it's in one of Linda's books where oh. she talks about it. I hope to speak to her one day about it, and maybe, uh, maybe she can elaborate on it or something. But uh, I know that she she talks about three different encounters in particular around this area. One is in Mainer. Uh, outside of Austin where we're doing security at now, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then there's another one that's um, that one there that's close by that house um, in the middle of town. This person saw it. And then one near the UT campus. Those are very weird. That's very weird. All, but you got to understand something. Austin is built into a forest, like literally right down the street, like a block away from where we're sitting right now is forest, no. you know, literally. And down the street from where we live, there's there's forest. I mean, everywhere you go. It's starting to be cleared out now in every More direction. People are moving in, but, I mean, like, we were looking for houses, and uh, there was just one area. It's just, you know, long road, no lights, woods <laughs> yeah. on either side, and it just seems like you're in the country, but and you're about to get murdered. But, no, it, you're <laughs> right next to 35. There's a highway right there. And it's like it just seems insane. Like that that's just right in the middle of the city. Yeah, and where you turn, what you're where you're talking about, where we turn, there's a jack in the box. Yeah. Like you drive up, there's like a jack in the box. And then across the street is like a there's that uh, Mexican restaurant that I used to like to go to sometimes. 
and then you and then you take a left and then you go down this long road and, and either side is like wooded uh, dark wooded wooded and, and it's like there's uh, barbed wire fence on either side and you think you're out in the middle of the country and then all of a sudden you're in the middle of a big neighborhood yeah, I mean it's so weird. weird that's Austin for you though Austin Houston uh, they're all built into big wooded forests and they're all on the water Texas is very beautiful but we don't want you to come live here yeah it's all desert so, <laughs> anyway <laughs> People think it's all tumbleweeds, and it's not. But anyways, folks, that's all the time we have for today. This time, I really mean it. That's it. We got no more time, and I hope that you enjoyed it. And thank you for bearing with us uh, and listening to us talk first few, you know, several minutes or whatever about the stuff that that we needed to get get out. So uh, that's it for us for today from the PRT team. We hope you enjoy. Yep, me, Tony, and Anthony, and 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 our little our little kitty cat. Uh, and our doggies, Bambo and uh, Baby. <laughs> and banjo. So, you know, someone tried to name uh, the kitty Banjo. Banjo, yeah, but that? Banjo's a dog. The comment, and was, no, our cat was already. A well, you, the cat's got ten different names now, folks. I'm calling it Panzer because, like, a tank. Yeah. I, I and plus it's, it's a boy now. We, plus, we it determined. means Panther in German. So I was like, that's cool because Das Wolf. You know, I saw we saw some cool comments. Um, we're yeah. still deciding. We're still deciding, but we we are pretty sure it's a boy now. Uh, but you know we'll get back to you on that. So oh, they they want to know the color. It's a gray and black. It's gray like and gray black, black yeah. striped. So yeah, I mean, very beautiful, very cute, yeah. very sweet. Too. We'll we'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>